You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Say I'm greeting our podcast audience, saying we're about to do, what is our number? 3,468. <laughs> right. This is 211. 211. And sorry to announce, um, for those that have really been following, that we are going to 
be come winding down to an ending to this in the next uh, couple of two weeks, two or three weeks. Um, so I want to give you a little advance notice in preparation for that. Um, we, we've, we developed an audience, a small audience, in comparison to some of the other network shows. Um, but the people that follow us, see the kind of, kind of thing I'm talking about is kind of off the beaten track and um, it's um, more of an esoteric approach. So this doesn't have a, a wide audience. But for the people that have listened to it, I think it has some meaning to. Um, um, but for reasons of uh, monies or sponsors and all of that. Um, no lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Sponsors. <laughs> right. Um, so we want to give you a little... And so, which means we also got to tie some things together since we just have a um, couple of weeks. Um, and today I did want to introduce a new thing, but let me do a little summing up. Okay, what I've been trying to do is probably hasn't been tried for a while, uh, for a while. I don't know if it ever has, but I'm trying to take Western psychology and its um, branches of psychotherapy and psychoanalytical theory and so on, trying to get tools from them and integrate it with um, Buddhist uh, philosophy. Um, I don't know if, I'm sure it's been tried before, but it's a relatively new idea to see if we can take two big branches of self-help, um, the self-help world, um, and see if we could integrate them. So you remember when I, for some, any of you are still around, when I first started this, I, w- I went into the Western psychology, and I went into development. So we spent quite a fair amount of time very early in the show realizing that that was the bedrock of anything I was going to say after that. So I um, went, went through quite a, a bit of that. And to sum that up would be something like there's three big implantations in the world, transplantations. One was the, the, was the seed that went into the, um, to the to mother that eventually that seed became a fetus, and that was the first planting of the seed. And that fetus lived a life within a certain environment, and, um, and it had to... Uh, it had a way that it existed and got a lot of vibrations from the t- other world of mother's life. But that was the first real plantation, what I call it, planting the seed. And now we had the, the second one is the actual birth of the baby. Now we're on a new planet. We're on a planet now. So we come from that nice little warm, cozy place to lights and doctors and um, all kinds of handling. And so that's the second. Breathing. Breathing, right. The second plantation. But we were heading for a third. I don't know if we're going to get to it now, but we're heading for a third, which is the plantation of a higher consciousness and a rebirth to a, another nature and inside us. Something that's already in us, um, uh, called many names conscience, soul, the Atman, enlightenment, 
we were kind of heading that direction. Um, so it looks like we're not going to get there. We're more in the second uh, plan, implantation. Um, that's what I've been basically talking about. So I, have, so I said, now for this one, when we're in the second part, we're talking about tools. What tools could we, in other words, what practically, for those that are interested in your life, what could you do if you were interested? There's not many outlets that give us that kind of guidance. So Ray and I started acting out right on the show by um, having a posture, connecting with our breath, um, trying to still ourselves, so that we said, we call this collection, collecting ourselves, so that everything that comes from this will have a little more of a foundation to it. Um, and this was a way of leading towards a relaxation. And for those that ever want to attempt that or get help with that, in the outside world, we'll have to find a teacher for that or a school um, that would actually work with them and help them to relax themselves and use meditation for kind of a, uh, what did I, word did I use? Uh, tranquility. You know, it's funny when you say, when you use the word like relaxation, I mean, I think of it differently now than I ever have, but it, it's almost contradictory because it means awake. It means awake? Yeah, it means being really um, awake. Yeah. You know, versus, because, you know, most people hear the words relaxation, you know, you smoke pot and you're watching TV for five hours or something like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not that, that's a little bit, a little bit too, too much, but I'm saying, you know, truly relaxing is really being awake. I mean, if you're in contact with your breath and you're in contact with your body and your feet and you're just present, you're more so awake, and that's a little bit contradictory to the word relax. Yeah. Um, we're talking about it from a receptive, right? receptivity. To really, first place, even to take in anything, who we are, higher knowledge, needs a preparation and a receptivity. Otherwise, we'll take it in on the wrong center. We'll take it in on the ego and personality, which will not really get it. So Ray makes a good point about that relaxation. Um, it's not just a relaxation, calming our nerves, so we'll be a little healthier, and that's that's a that's a good uh, uh, adjunct of it. But actually, um, to be in a state of receptivity, in general in our life, in other words, to be present, to be really there, so whatever you meet, it, it affects you. You're able to, to able to look at it. And we're moving from the fortress of ego. Ego is a fortress. And it has its own little magnetic center. And um, we're trying to move from that fortress of ego to a more softer heart. Ego um, can have a little harder heart because it's out to gain things and do things. And so we're moving from the fortress heart fortress, uh, um, ego fortress, to the magnetic, magnetic center of a softer heart. 
So we're trying to integrate the um, the personal, our personal life, the interpersonal of relationship, and the superpersonal of higher consciousness. So they're the different implantations of our life. So that's the kind of things we've been talking about. And some people try to bypass this material by going into different kinds of spirituality, but not, not the spirituality is coming more from the ego than anything, so it's difficult for them to do. They're trying to bypass all the discipline that has to come and the beginning purification process that's really hard because we're going to suffer in that because we're going to go against the first nature's uh, 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 tendencies. Give like an example of bypassing. And don't use me. Uh, bypassing is a person that's in some kind of pain, desperate for some kind of answer. Oh, make, and joins the church yeah, like off the some or kind something of, like uh, that. Some kind of church or Scientology or something uh, that will give them immediate relief. That they're on a journey, they found something, but now, unless those schools have a, uh, a, a, dis- a uh, purification system, the medication, meditation, medication too, if you're, if you're following the psychological, um, and meditation, and that brings us now to another important area of tools. Meditation is clearly the, one of the most important ones in Buddhism. And all, es- all esoteric journeys have that. They all have that. Uh, for Buddhism, if you're not meditating, you're not even on a journey. So they take a real um, pointed opinion. They have a pointed opinion about it. The only question in Buddhism is, are you meditating or you're not? I don't want to hear any philosophies. I don't want to hear any excuses. Can you meditate? That's the only question they So if you're not in it, if you're not sitting or sitting, you know, meditating, Mm -hmm. you're just then you're not even aware of it. You're not even allowed to indulge at any other level. Yeah. You're in other words, you can't get yourself together in some basic way. You're trying to get around that. Um, They're saying, well, you can't get around that. You're going to have to be able to still yourself for periods of time, starting off small periods of time but eventually gradually getting much, so you're beginning to get some control of this body. So let's, let's say I'm doing 10 minutes a day, which mm-hmm. I am, by the way. Good. And then, um, like, when what? You just up the ante when you feel it, right? To, to work up to a half hour. Wait, what do you do a day? I do a half hour. Every morning? Yeah. Um, wow. And... Um, Oh, sometimes I've been adding a little bit in the evening, too, a shorter one. Um, but you'll do it twice a day, right? No, 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 no. The morning morning is the, is the big one. Um, now, during the day, sometimes in the evening I'll, I'll do one, but, but the morning, that's a That's must. mandatory. That's, that's getting yourself together and coming up against morning mind and all the, all the stuff in morning mind that has to be gathered, even to get you to that. In other words, to get yourself to the cushion in early morning, particularly early, you know, before light. Um, I know, I mean, that's when I really try to do it, is before that happens. And then 
Uh, so I have to get up early because I have other things. Uh, Lynn and what I, time are you getting up? I, um, I want to get. To, I want to be at the meditation pillow at five thirty. So early. you're doing this in the dark. Yeah, this is in the dark. Just beginning a little. I can see a little daylight coming over the mountains. I live in uh, in Altadena, and there's a there's a state park there. What's that called? Eaton Canyon, yeah, Eaton Canyon. And it's a nice set of high hills or mountains or whatever they are. And uh, the sun, sometimes I can see it coming over. Um, so that, that's a way of saying, I'm, everything in me doesn't want to do this. All that other part of my life, that other part of my nature has no interest. And somehow I'm going to do it, little by little. And eventually, there's group meditations too, and I do those too. Now, do you when you sit, do you have a clock, uh, or is it more of an internal clock? No, there there's a clock up on the mantelpiece, and that I, I'll take a look at. I almost get feel. Yeah, the you time. got it. That's, I'm so used to it that I could just about feel the time and. I know when it's one minute. I know when it's two mm-hmm. minutes. I know when it's three because <laughs> I got the timer right in front of me. Right. Um, so one of the tools, one of the main tools of Buddhism, I've given you the Western psychology. I want to add a little, little more in these two times that we have left. Um, for those in our podcast audience have any idea about a real transmutation in their life, a real transplantation of a work that's leading to a, um, a different level of consciousness, really consider that as one of the most important. Um, most traditions will probably confirm that. Now, the other thing is we talked about in our summary of our last couple shows coming up is mindfulness. And that takes, and that has different branches. But the idea of mindfulness is that in every uh, moment of your life, to whatever degree you can, that you have an awareness and a kind of a watching of um, an in-touch, a presence, and and looking inside yourself um, at the different reactivities that will come. You're trying to catch the automatic activities and and put a watch on them. Enough that you're not stopping them, but you want to see them. Um, we're living in the state of, of an instrument. The, in, the instrument as it is is a false self. So we're like we're in the wrong, we got the wrong instrument, sort of. Um, I mean, we developed this, in, this ego. It's the instrument we live in. And um, psychology sometimes refers to this as the false self. So this false self has a certain judge, a guide, and, you know, it's got its commissioner, and um, but it's the wrong self to judge anything because it's merely judging first nature things only. So and it's super powerful. Oh yeah, it's more than you know than what we are than what uh, a deeper part of ourself is because we can't activate that part. That part's imprisoned, and. Um, so what we're trying to do in this new implant, implantation, 
is um, then to gradually face the great power of those other parts, gradually, they're not going to go away, just face them gradually and begin to develop a new center of gravity, a, um, a um, this is though it's a rebirth of another instrument to work out of in the, as I try to head towards that, that direction. And that's essentially the struggle you're talking about. Yeah. That is the struggle right there. I don't think most people are even conscious of the struggle, though. No, you're not conscious of the struggle if you're not interested in... And if the, ba- if the fetus could live in, the, in, the, in that stomach for the rest of its life, it wouldn't particularly be struggling to, to, to be born in this um, new level and what all, whatever it has to go through. Um, it w- we tend to stay. We've got some comfort, and it just stays where it is, and, and we live and die that way. Um, at each level, one could just make some comfort and live, and live at that level. So when you're coming in now to the pre-verbal level of consciousness, kind of the next, you're now born, you're in the world, and impressions are coming in. It's that you can't name them, um, but you feel them, and you're living off of an instinctive life. So that instinctive life is another level. And then the, then the instinctive life then is moving more towards an intellectual life of the brain formation, and particularly the third brain, um, that's, that's happening as well. Now, that whole thing, and that's called intentional suffering. I introduced that last week. It's a big thing, intentional suffering. Um, when you get it at its most subtle level, it's like I'm sitting here now, you know, something may cross my legs or slouch down in some way. So there's a little work going on about can I maintain the posture and can I maintain the feet on the ground and I, can I maintain in touch with the breath. So that's what's in me. Can I do that? I have a pillow behind me so I'm able to sit up a little straighter. Um, an awareness of my breathing and um, a sensation of myself and the impressions that are coming into me in this small studio, I'm aware of that as this material comes into me. And there's a certain presence I feel. So you two podcasters, if you want to have that uh, exercise or experience, even as you're listening to the show, that you could have that feeling of just gently, with no force, do nothing but be in touch with your breathing. So no big obstacles I'm putting in front of you. Um, just that in-breath and that out-breath. Breath by breath. As you listen, you're in touch with yourself. So that was... The, that was so again... Um, just quickly going over, because our time's shorting with this uh, new idea of that we won't be, be here that much longer, is that um, uh, mindful meditation is a great tool. No, not mindful meditation. Mindfulness in general 
is a great tool because it's in everything we do. When we clean the table of the dishes at night, um, when we're sitting waiting for something, when we're working, whatever our profession is, talking to other people, sitting in a meeting room, feeling a sense of being, really being here. Ray works with his hands a lot and has to place things. And um, There's a whole physical part for him. For other people in the audience have a real physicality to um, your, what you do. When you touch something or lift the brick or put it in place or whatever, whatever all that skill is, that I'm actually trying to be there and um, not rush it and have a sense that I'm really in touch with it and with eating and everything we do. So that's a, quite a big one to remember. Mm. A moment-by-moment moment awareness and then whatever our function is, put that into our function. Putting that that is a tough call. That's really hard to do. Yeah, so... I mean, that's a lifetime work right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's getting. That's where you're build, beginning to build a little world. Um, it's a purification part that comes with it. You're more in touch, um, and you're more aware. Awareness is quite something. Hey, yeah. when you when you quit smoking, how did you do it? Did you just stop one day? Like I'm having a battle with that right now. Mm. You know, I I feel in my body that it's. And it's in cahoots with my head too. Like I've, they're not tasting right now. There, there's something going on. You know, but the prior times when I've quit, it's always been with the aid of you know the lozenges, the gum, whatever it's been. It's always had some aid though. It's not like I just stopped. And I believe you just stopped, right? Yeah, it was quite a while ago. I smoked cigars. Really, really. If you're a cigar, anybody out there is a cigar smoker, it's really it's a strong thing for us to have a taste that's... Uh, uh, I used to smoke cigarettes, too. Yeah, when I stopped... Um, you were smiling talking about the cigars, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, love, I love cigars. It was not, that one was not an easy one at all. But once I really began to see what an addiction it was... Yeah, I think I, I pretty much... Uh, Lynn tells me I stopped cold turkey. I don't even remember. Um, but, you know, any habit in our life, and that's another form of work, if you would take the smallest habit in your life to start off with, we have to deal with habits where we have some major habits, but one by one... Um, Small things, even. Start small. Uh, when I, every time I have that, I do that. Every time, you know, oh, something, could I skip it this time? Could I kip, could I, yeah, this is not small. Could I skip coffee today? Um, you know, if you said that, I think I'm not going to have coffee tomorrow morning. Well, first place, that's intentional suffering, brother. Because that's another well, and literal issue. suffering. Because I've done that before, and you get a fucking bad headache. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to our podcast audience, this is this is something in the purification system, which is always the part in this work. It always starts with something like that. You. You can't do it. It's very hard to do alone. You're going to need help with it. You're going to need a school. You're going to need something, a Zen uh, organization or something where people can help you and can add different things to it. We're, we're talking about a whole transformation of consciousness. So it's not something we... It's not. If you're interested, in other words, this show's not going to do it. This show is just merely... Not anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and for some of you who are listening, you know, this is a, maybe you were depending on this show. That's another thing I want to say, podcast people. If something interests you on this show and you have an idea of the importance of a second nature and developing a, a, a more deeper, authentic self, that you need to find something in the outside world, this is merely a menu I'm giving you. That's nothing, you know, it's not bringing any deep work. Um, and it can't take the place of uh, a school. Um, that I need to be, I eventually got to get in a whole mentality to realize this is the most important thing in my life is the, the raising to the highest consciousness I can before I die um, while I still have a body. Um, if it interests you at all, it has to eventually in, in, infiltrate your entire life and everything you do it has to come with that. Um, I want to give you this final one for today. I mean, a, a, an important one. In Buddhism, they have an interesting... Buddhism's quite psychological as well. And... Um, you see, Buddha did an interesting thing. The same thing that some of the scientists and behavior scientists know today, of course, you've done this a couple thousand years ago. He just said, I want to know about this thing called self and, um, and what are we here, what, 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 what are we doing here with this self? What is this possibility of higher consciousness? Of course, they were talking about it even then. Uh, so he said, I'm going to sit until I find out about it. Now, today, we do experiments and behavioral sciences and all that. He just sat. And when he sat, and he did it, of course, for quite a while, quite a difficult life, something that will be very hard for us even to get near it. But layer by layer, when he sat, if, if this material came up, like psychological material came up, and he began to see all these different it's like as though we were poisoned, that we have layers of poison inside us. And um, um, he began to see that and realize that when you begin to see them and you do it enough and you can sit consistently, that they lose power over you. That's a very brief way of saying it. But he did it the hardest way of all, which is literally discovering it for himself, not a theory. Okay, how are we doing on time? Yeah, okay, let me, let me present this one to add to our tools. He called this the lion's raw. Very funny, he had a, like a picture of a lion, a lion looking straight ahead, looking to the right, looking like three lions, one lion with three faces. 
that he called this the, the Lion's Rule, which is a fearless proclam- proclamation um, that whatever comes up in the current state of mind that I'm in, let me take this slow, we have, when we become aware we're in some kind of state of mind, including the powers of emotion, which is, affect us, you have the first sense, I'm saying it now in English and, you know, a couple thousand years later, that as it comes to you, this emotion, we'll say, the first thought is that whatever this form is a form of energy that has taken form inside me now, and it's workable. So just adding that other word, it's here, whatever it is, fear, whatever it may be, it's workable. Whatever comes up in me, now particularly being on this new road, is workable, is a workable situation. And the most difficult things, um, it's a reminder of the, the practice of this work of this next level. In every situation, whatever comes up, you take it in that way. The way to proceed further. So you let it in. You let it in. The first step is you see it. It comes. So there's several stages. Seeing is the first. It may be a sensation if it's an emotion. So something feel like, you know, the energy, it's a form of an energy. It's not, it's not even bad or good. It's a form of energy that's coming. Sometimes it's an emergency kind of an emotion. See it come in. Feel it. So here it is. It may be feel panicky. It may be anger. It may be aggressive. It may be dep- depressive. Um, like we can, sometimes we can touch it. Sometimes we can smell it. Um, you know, the other day I, I like the gas in, in, our, in my music room is a, a large... Um, fireplace and I I, my, I smelled something and uh, and there was an alarm in me realizing and I realized it was the gas wasn't uh, fully off so it even can come through smell so through any of the parts of the body it enters so now just picture that something first place it's an energy now, that energy has to take form, so it takes form in us. So now take some form. Maybe it's anger. And it also may now begin to get into our body. You may feel tightness in the throat. But all different things may happen. Your stomach may be trembling. Uh, different kinds of things. The emotion is going to have its own space, its own development. 
and you're going to accept it as part of you at that time. The first part is a full acceptance. All right, you're seeing it as coming in through some modality in you. And see, the first thing we do is we're afraid that it's going to take us over, whatever it is. So there's a fear. If a fear is like it's going to engulf me, so if it's depression, depression is going to engulf me and so on. But the thing about energy is that, I mean, think about all these things we're naming about, that it is a form of an energy. And it's taking place in me. So first, before I try to control it or kick it out of me or do all the things I might do, divert myself, first is a full acceptance and particularly if it's an emotion, a space in me that for that emotion and understanding it's, it's something that's developing that that's so that you're accepting it. Now, usually people are, why do you want to run from it? You know, you want to get medication into you and so forth. So there's a pattern, a pattern of unfolding going on where this emotion is beginning to get inside us could be aggressive, it could be passion, and it could be depression, different kinds of things. But you're immediately beginning to form a space for it. And you're, by doing that and allowing it to be while you're finding out about it, that energy is no longer coming over you, you're now meeting it. Now here, here's a key point. It's a psychological key point. I don't know how Buddha would say it, but by you going out, doing this, you're meeting it. It's not just taking you over. You're reaching out. Um, you're accepting it. You're, you're seeing the patterns unfolding without even ref referencing it before you even get into any analyzing. Oh, I used to do this 12 years ago or because of my mother. Let, let's put that aside. When you have a nitty-gritty, one-to-one experience with that, whatever it is. Before you begin to put histories or run anywhere. By the act of accepting it and sensing in all the modalities, whatever one it is, you are not, you are out, you're meeting it. I would say that's the most important point of all. Because we're afraid of things. It's going to take us over. We're going to be nuts. We're going to be this. Uh, we're not going to be able to do anything. We, get, we become afraid. I'll become a raging maniac. I'll, um, by There's the a act, lot of stuff you can become. Yeah, lots of things. And by this act, and I'm, I'll talk a little bit about next week too, because this is a big one and I'd like, I'd like you to have it. This you could use in your general life. Um, you're now going out and you're meeting that energy coming in. And, and you're relating to it. You're meeting it. And a dance begins. And you're watching it. So for a moment, so how are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're getting close. Um, that's a powerful... Uh, one. It's one you have to work with. You've got to catch it all as much as you can. 
sometimes just a slight, sometimes it happens just in thought and rehearsing and then feeling it in emotion. But something is going to walk out and meet that, not just be taken over with it. Okay, that's, that's a big one, and I'll get back to that. And I don't want to just add another one to our, um, our uh, tools to look at our deeper life. Okay, so here we are. Ray and I are going to go out. Boy, that was so fast. It went by quickly, that our time together. Okay, podcaster, so we'll, we'll be meeting again, but um, uh, uh, that'll be our next one. Uh, looks like that'll be our final one, and I'll try to maybe tie everything together the best I can. Okay, so we're going to go out with our... our um, here it comes. Jabu boodoot doot Boodie doodie Get ready now, boo da. Here we go, Ray. I'll do first four. Jabba da ba da boo. Jump, jump, jump. Jabba da ba da boom, boom, chomp, chomp. Ba ba do ba bee ba 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 bee ba boo bee. Da do li a boo ba boo bee bee. Ba ba bee boo. Do it again, Jim. I forgot. Da do do. That's it, Ray got that one. So I'll keep it simple. Beep bop boop bop 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 That's a good one. Here we go. Listen, the old Ray kid getting in there. Cha 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 Listening for the music. All right, here we go. Here we go. Beep beep boop boop beep beep boop boop beep boop beep boop. Here we go. Beep beep boop 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 beep boop 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 beep boop. Yeah, all right. Cha cha pa ju pa cha pa ju pa cha pa ju pa cha pa ju pa la bizi boo boo bay. All right, that was a tough one. Let me end up with a little easier one. Bop, bebop, 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 bop, bebop, 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 Listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.